Greg Sestero is one of the stars of the film The Room, one of the greatest cult classics of the modern world. Released in 2003, starring Greg and Tommy Wiseau, The Room is considered to be the Citizen Kane of bad films. Greg has since written a best-selling book, The Disaster Artist, based on his experiences making the film and his friendship with Tommy Wiseau, the writer, director, producer, and the lead in the film The Room. The book now takes to the screens in the must-see film The Disaster Artist, starring the hilarious Franco brothers. With us, we have the one and only Greg Sestero. Thank you very much for joining us today. Glad to be here. Now, we want to speak about what's happening in your life because something quite big is happening and that of course is the Disaster Artist movie. You've written the book and now the movie's come out. Are you, are you excited? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of the pinnacle of, you know, the last 20 years. I think you, you, know, you start out wanting to become an actor. Um, you know, my path was very strange. I ended up um, making, you know, a movie with a an eccentric friend that ended up being called the worst movie ever made. And I was faced with the challenge of, you know, what do I do with this experience? And, and I think the goal was, was to tell uh, something first rate about something fifth rate and, and ultimately have that story be a great film. Unlike the room. And um, <laughs> here we are. Yeah, definitely. So let's, you know, it's a film that I'm extremely proud of. And it's a film that all the audiences that have seen it so far have just are really blown away by it. So it's, yeah, it's a great moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's start with with the room. You kind of can't go past it. It's what everything's based of. When when you were making the the film, the room, when you were in it, did you ever think that it would turn into such a cult classic? No, I really didn't expect anything from the room. Um, I didn't think it would ever get released or seen because <laughs> it, at that point, it really had no chance. Or success, um, you know, Hollywood is a really tough business, and when you don't have any stars, any perceived talent, or anybody pushing mm. a film, more than likely it'll never get seen. So I thought it would just kind of be made and be an expensive home video that would sit on top of the shelf. And, and... Yeah, yeah, totally. So I've seen the film about five times, and it's perfect from start to finish. Um, but Greg, what's your favorite scene from the room? The end credits are really, really well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's but a... I like uh, I don't know. I guess the Chris R scene is pretty great. It kind of captures what's great about the room. Uh, <laughs> characters appearing for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah. Green effects. Um, I think it's a great crowd. It's a, it gets a great reaction from the crowd. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so as you said before, Tommy's a bit of a eccentric guy. Um, what would you say was the craziest moment when filming The Room with him, or even just when being roommates with Tommy? Uh, there's a lot of those. <laughs> uh, but I think the, the day that we went to set and he was trying to convince me that he needed to show his ass to sell the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a red dress in front of a shocked crew. Uh, <laughs> those are just a couple. Uh, yeah insane moments but really you know every day on, on the room was a surprise making it was was something that you could never forget it was uh, hilarious in some moments maddening in others uh you really thought the whole thing was going to collapse upon itself at any <laughs> yeah well I, I guess it didn't really collapse on itself now I, it's a pretty popular film it, yeah i mean it, it found a way to to to, to com get completed and tommy you know pushed really hard for it to, to stay relevant. He kept a billboard up for five years and paid a, a theater to, to screen it once a month for 
for years until people discovered it and um, and ultimately um, loved it. Have you been to a viewing session of the room with the you know the brochure of what to do in certain moments? I have been to a few screenings. I, I don't watch the room very often, but um, <laughs> you know, times that I've peeked in with the audience, they really make it uh, what it is. You know, they're they're. Their participation with the film, their one-liners, and just the, the energy you feel in there is is really a, it's a it's a great cinematic experience, and it's really to me the only way you should watch the room. Yeah, no, I've I can definitely yeah, attest definitely. to that. Now, moving from from the movie, of course, to the book which you wrote um, after the movie came out, the room. Uh, what was the inspiration really behind writing this book? I mean, it's just, you know, this, this film emerges in 2009 as this cult favorite. Um, for so long, it was like this underground joke. Um, you know, and all of a sudden, it's got these celebrity fans. It's got, it's being studied in universities. Uh, and getting all these questions, you know, who are you? Why did you do this film? How did you get involved with it? Um, you know, who's Tommy? And I, and I really... I realize if people enjoy the room, the story behind it is, is even more insane and more hilarious. And, and at the, but at the same time, it's it's really a story about you know two friends who who wanted to follow their dream and ended up in this situation. And you know, a big part of me thought that that story could make its own film, and, and that one could actually be good. So, <laughs> yeah, which I think I, was, I think you've done a pretty good job of. I was faced with the prospect of. Um, you know, being put in this position and what can I do that's, that would be redeeming for this experience because it sure as hell wasn't going to be acting. <laughs> yeah. Show this film to people and they're going to be like, yeah, dude, you want me to hire you, but you can't act for shit. So, <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and you're kind of doomed in that because you're saying dialogue that humans don't say. Um, <laughs> so I felt I finally had creative control over a story that I could tell and, and, and share in a way that I really wanted to. And so that became really my goal is to, to write something first rate about something fifth rate um, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. to tell a story that could become its own great film one day. I guess in that as well, when you were initially looking at the script of, of The Room, did you look at some of the lines and just say, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not doing this? I did try to change a few lines but uh tommy wasn't having it and, uh, <laughs> yeah you're just to say it the way they were written get the scene over quicker get it over with because again it was a movie nobody was going to see anyway yeah uh what did it matter <laughs> yeah fair, fair point um so often movies based on books aren't always word for word accurate how accurate do you reckon this film was based on the book that you wrote it's incredibly accurate. I, uh, you know, you, you, they recreated, you know, all the sets and the apartments and the outfits. Um, you know, you're, you're literally watching a slice of your life up there on screen. Um, and it, um, I, you know, I, again, I imagine this becoming its own film years ago. So mm. it was probably a little less surreal than if it was just surprised with it. But <laughs> um, it's really therapeutic in a way because you're getting to watch these scenes and this part of your life be played up on screen and it's almost like it's it's great because it doesn't just belong to you anymore it's now recreated and out in the world mm. um for one to experience and it's just kind of it's very freeing very liberating yeah awesome um and now in the film the disaster artist you're played by dave franco um do you think his portrayal was accurate yeah dave is um 
I was fortunate. You know, I met, got to meet Dave and spent some time with him. He's just like the most likable guy you could ever meet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his understanding of what it's like to try to go to Hollywood and become an actor and be put in these projects that you tr- try so hard to make good and it, it, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, but you still have that hope. And I think we kind of, you know, discussed that that's what this character is. He, he, he represents hope. Um, he's naive and he, he's willing to follow Tommy on this crazy journey without judging him. And I thought that uh, Dave uh, really um, captured that well and it, it really allowed James to, to shine mm-hmm. in his part more <laughs> yeah. um, by, by playing it that way. Yeah, definitely. Um, so a small thing. So Dave's a bit of a shorter man and you're quite tall. How do you feel about being played by a rather short guy? I don't think height really plays into the story much. You know, I think, I think for me always, you know, the goal for the story is for people to see it that that don't know the room. Um, mm, and, yeah. and I think if you're able to just watch it neutrally, height isn't really um, a factor uh, that changes the story at all. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, I've read a lot of reviews. Jack, Jimmy, of course, has, has seen the yeah, film, and it, yeah. it's all been rave reviews. Um, but before we let you go, we just wanted to ask a couple of quick questions, just fire questions. First thing that comes to your head, um, a bit about uh, the film, the room, and, and everything about Greg Sestero, if that's okay with you. Sure. All right, first things first, what's your favorite cult classic film? Favorite cult classic film? It's tough to say what would constitute a cult, a cult movie at this point. Um, I mean, I guess you know, is Fight Club a cult movie? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd put it so. in that in, in that category for sure. Okay, so I, I would probably say Fight Club. All right, next question. Um, so, did Lisa's mother ever overcome her breast cancer in the film? You know what? I think she just brought that up to get attention. <laughs> uh, she never had breast cancer. Uh, <laughs> So, I think um, what happened, like, years later, she ended up getting breast cancer um, for, for, for uh, karma reasons and then ended up, uh, <laughs> ended up dying um, and being buried next to Johnny. <laughs> uh, fair, fair call. All right, uh, who is your favorite cameo in The Disaster Artist, if you can even say? My favorite cameo, I mean, they're all incredible. Yeah, um, they really are. The one that really, really, really blew my mind was Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah. What a great scene that one is. <laughs> um, one more, a couple more, actually. Tommy never really says where he gets the money to fund the initial film, The Room, but rumor has it it was from selling leather jackets. Any idea where he got the money to fund The Room? Yeah, he, Tommy was a very successful retail man. He had a company called Street Fashions. Um, ah. Oh. To, get, to get that kind of money, he sold a lot of jeans. I, have to <laughs> yeah. um, I think he also was um, successful with real estate, and I believe right around the time the making of the room was going to happen, he sold one of his buildings uh, and funded the room. Again, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Where that originally came from, we still don't know. But, um, <laughs> From the benefit of the doubt, if he came to Hollywood and, and miraculously made this film, maybe he he designed the worst gene ever that sold uh, sold around the block in San Francisco. So yeah, definitely. One more question: 
Uh, which Franco brother would you choose? Dave, James, or Tom? I think all three of them are a great uh, trifecta. I think they all have their own their own greatness to offer. So you you know you need all three Francos. You can't just choose one. Yeah, that's fair. You need you need the trio yeah, for sure. Fair. Just one last thing before we let you go. Just wanted to know what's your relationship now with Tommy? Uh, of course, after the book came out and after the movie came out, are you guys still on on good terms? Do you speak at all? Yeah, we still. Um still in contact very frequently it's still strange of course I mean, it wasn't strange uh, uh you know there's obviously it's been 20 years now there's obviously a bond and um mm. you know it's just uh it's just one of the most strange bromances that maybe has ever existed and um you know i kind of just let it be what it is yeah, I feel like that's the way to go about it. Thank you so much, Greg, for joining us. Um, you can catch The Disaster Artist in cinemas from December 7th. Greg, thanks again, and good luck for the film. Thanks for having me.